involvement. This effort resolved most around gathering surplus foods from neighborhood gardens, various farmer markets, community gardens, public and private fruit trees, and hosting a space where this bounty can be shared with all. We also work with produce to the people who harvest organic fruits from backyard fruit trees and public spaces and bring it out to our free farm stand. For more information or if you want to help or if you have or know of a fruit tree that needs picking, you can contact Lauren with at Produce to the People at Produce to the People. Investigations and fluffy public interest spaces to news at mutinyradio.fm. We're always looking for writers and contributions. Two o'clock. Mutiny Radio. It's time. Oh, some call me Tim. Some call me Tim. Today's special guest is Anthony Medina of True Hustle Entertainment. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, he is one of the lovely and amazing producers, local Bay Area producers of comedy, and an all-around great guy. We're going to find out about him today. If you listened to the last show, I talked about Anthony Medina for a moment because he actually used to work for a dildo company, uh, or a vibrator company, actually, called Jimmy Jane, and they make some a really fancy product. And he is such a generous individual that he gave them out to comedians. At a show that we all did, it was so great! I'm trying to play with my, the, the, this arm stand thing here is all wonky and woozy. And I'm trying to fix it and make it better, but it's not working. Anyway, I'll hold it for right now. It'll be fine. So, Anthony Medina's on his way. He was coming out from the Presidio, which is far away. And uh, he probably had to grab a lift or take a bus or whatever he did, which is great. Good for him. He'll be here soon. Uh, but this is Some Call Me Tim. The show that is based off the Monty Python and Holy Grail movie. And the one scene where they come up to the bridge and they... Uh, what is your name? What is your quest? What is your favorite color? Things like that. There, there are some who call me... Tim. So it's about a show about religion, about what people believe, what they don't believe. Um, Their possibly religious upbringing, not religious, etc. How they feel now, morality, philosophy. We kind of go everywhere on this show. 
It's uh, it's a lot of fun. And I will promote the show that's going to be very similar, but specifically comedy, this Friday on Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse at 8 o'clock for only $5. God stuff comedy. We're going to talk about God and stuff. <laughs> I have a lot of religious jokes. So, uh, because I went... I have, I have a very... My, my background is pregnant with religious ideology and knowledge. Uh, Christian school for my, pretty much my whole upbringing. And then uh, I was a Jewish summer camp counselor. So, hey. I know the songs. but I, And I do, I think about religion a lot just because, you know, some of the issues that are brought up in our government have this moral component to them. And yet... And they claim to be religious, but then it's, you know, what is morality? And it seems, it seems that you don't have to be religious to be moral, but some of the most religious people are passing some of the most amoral legislation. And not that we want to get super political on this show, but all language is political. And I'm really interested in where people come from and what, I mean, because I'll tell you up front, we have Anthony Medina on today as a guest, and he is a stellar human being, you know, uh, totally responsible gets things done totally awesome produces a ton of shows gets a lot of people together love the brainwash you guys have comedy there seven nights a week because of anthony medina and uh, organizing it and getting all the people together it well it's it's in its true hustle so i won't kiss his ass as much when he's here but <laughs> i am i am also part of true hustle so uh you know you can be it's it's the only other group that i uh am will admit that I or that has asked me to be a part of it nobody ever asks me to be on their team but uh, they did so I I'm super happy about that uh, but I'm 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 just very interested in what people believe as individuals and how they how it helps them live their life or if it does we have had one real Christian on this show a Christian comedian he's not specifically a Christian comedian. He's a comedian who happens to be a Christian, uh, but it's Terry Dorsey. He's a really funny guy. Um, and still, and came on, and you know, still, still believes, it, which is which is interesting. I'm, I mean, I'm down. I, I mean, I believed in Jesus for a long, long time. Um. Yeah, what sad, sad times those were. I mean, no, they weren't all sad times. I really enjoyed Christian summer camp very, very much, and. Um, I enjoyed like communing with the spirit and going up in like a tree or something and sitting on a tree in a weird place and, you know, reading the Bible and talking about God and all that stuff in the woods. That's great stuff. I'm, you know, I'm definitely, I was definitely into that. And that the singing songs to God around them at Ponderosa or at Rebel Camp. That was so fun. Ponderosa wasn't as fun as Rebel Camp. I liked Rebel Camp a lot better. I was younger. Junior high was great. Anyway. Uh, Anthony Medina and I have a very similar background. We both ran cross country. So he knows a thing or two about discipline, which is exciting. He did text me to tell me he would not be on time. Usually the second half of the show, we have Pervert Fervor playing live. But he is so busy. Tim Pizza is so busy writing great articles for Funny or Die and doing his cool pictures. I actually asked him to do my children's book. I'm like... 
I've given him too many tasks. I'm like, can you do the children's book? Can you design all of the new flyers? Please, I need flyers for Comedy Day. We're going to be part of Comedy Day this year. Really excited about that. So, yay. All right, well, good stuff. I'm. We're just going to kind of hang out and wait for Anthony Medina. I can maybe try to find you guys some music because I just can't talk that much. You know what I mean? It's hard. It's hard to, to talk to you guys about. Well, I mean, I can tell you my jokes about God, but we'll listen to some cool music about God. Why not? Uh, I could keep saying wonderful things about Anthony Medina. He has a great show at the Sports Basement twice a month where they give away free alcohol, which is amazing, uh, down there in the basement of... Uh, ba- the What's it called? The basement of... Sports Basement on 15th and Bryant. So, yay! Um... I'm putting in God music and seeing what comes out because I'm completely, wow, not prepared for today. This, this looks interesting. Wow. So I used to sing songs like, um, and maybe I should look in like, I'll put in Our God is an Awesome God. That Remember that song? <laughs> Our God is an awesome music okay let's try this show me our god is an awesome god he raged from heaven above who is charles jenkins let's find out this is the second time he's come up Uh. charles jenkins you're gonna sing for us right now i'm excited about this oh boy oh boy I'm tired of moon songs. If you know he's awesome, come on, stand on your feet, everybody. If you know he's awesome, you're in awe of his grace. You're in awe of his goodness. You're in awe of his mercy. You're in awe of his provision. He's great and he's greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. He's a good showman. Come on, everybody, lift your hands as we lift our voices. So I... I mean, I, I don't I don't want to be a dick about it, but I, I mean, I do kind of want to break this down like in more of a, he's a Grammy Awards song. Okay, so there's they're on this really cool set that's like, why do we do that with churches? We, we make these big buildings and there's all this beautiful stained glass and it's supposed to like bring you somehow closer to the, the majesty of God through this sort of, I don't know, ornate. There's big curtains in the back with all this adornment and accoutrement. What is it about humanity that we create these kinds of spaces that where we, I don't, I don't get it. Like maybe, maybe this, maybe Mutiny Radio is kind of like a, a church for me or something because it's where, you know, comedians come and do their stuff. Yay, he's here. But wow, I'm a uh, Anthony Medina made it. Yay! Hey, what's I was up, I was breaking down a, some Jesus stuff, but we don't have to. Do you remember? I thought that this was the song. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above. No, different song. Oh, see. Hi. And um, <laughs> I, I just I'm just interested in like, what is it about how we create these like spaces like this, where it's this sort of ornate stuff that we 
to, to praise a being that, I mean, so these people believe that there is a God and that they're maybe like recreating his house and bringing him into it. And that's a, I'm just, I'm just trying to understand. You were, you were raised super Catholic though. Yeah. Yeah. So I know all my uh, songs in Spanish. Uh, in Spanish? Yeah. I thought they were in Latin. Well, I guess it's Latin Spanish. So there was Pan oh. de Vida. Bread of Life. Of, of, of the body of Christ, of, yeah. the, of the Father. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it's like, I think they were like doing Ooh. a little Spanglish. So I was like, I was like, yeah, I was Pan in the choir. I was, yeah. I was an altar boy. So it's like, uh, I, I was in it for a quick second. I, I, there was a, uh, when I was younger, I was like thinking like, you know what, maybe I should be a priest. <gasps> and so like, uh, no. I, 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 oh yeah, I had thoughts. And then I was like, I'm so glad I did not. Cause, I, uh, right. They wanted me to be a little nun because they knew that I was always going to be a strange nonconformist. <laughs> but they wanted me to do it in a really like, Catholic way. You know? well, what were like some uh, signs that you were going to be a nonconformist? Oh, when I, they, I mean, the first time I went to this wake when I was eight years old and I had to, it was here to San Francisco and it was in a nunnery because one of my grandmother's sisters was, or cousins was a nun or something and she died. And so I'm in this nunnery and the dead lady's up there and all of these nuns come up to me. And they're like, are you going to be a good little nun when you grow up? And I listen and I'm like, no way. That's weird. <laughs> so that was one way that... I mean, I understand. So the one that there are two things that appeal to it for me. One, they take care of you and you don't have to, I mean, you work, but you don't have to worry about money or food or like it takes away sort of those, those earthly needs. It helps when uh, you get tax breaks. Right. Well, you don't have to pay any taxes. I don't think you pay taxes as a nun. I think I, that's a good. That's a weird question. Yeah. Do nuns pay taxes? Do priests pay tax? Well, they it, must. The, the churches don't. So if it's <gasps> if, like the churches, like that's why like a Scientology became Scientology cause, like, because like uh, because he knew. A money thing. Yeah. So like a, a good portion of the. That's why there's so many scandals with these, uh, you know, new, especially like the medium size type of like gatherings uh-huh. where like uh, you know like you will hear about like some like the minister sleeping with like all like his, right, right, right. all the wives but right away with all this money because like he there's a lot of money that you get because yeah, of tax breaks how do we so that's the thing is we have to turn mutiny we have to turn true hustle or mutiny radio into a religion yeah so you have to do and some then stuff we preach the, the word of comedy yeah and then we get the money. Yeah, my brother said that. He's like, you should start a cult. You know, like, hey, well, you, you kind of already have. Yeah, you kind of have. Yeah, but it, it's if anything, like it's just the word of truth. You know, like sure, that's, it is. It yeah. is the word. Wow, yeah. you are making a religion right now. So comedy is the word of truth. Yeah, and uh, and that's what and comedians are. I mean, and they'll tell you the the bitter naked truth. It's been I, I've had a weird week because I'm trying to do some new material that is a little too edgy for people. Oh yeah. But I always do that. I'm always dancing on the line of being too edgy. And it usually balances itself out. I either get rid of the joke or it, it balances itself out. But for sure. If anything, it's much better for me. I get all my news and politics, uh, pop and culture from comedians. Like wow, I, I yeah. stopped watching TV a while ago. I like I just can't deal with like commercials. Oh, they're and so all awful. Yeah, and it's just like you know, my parents and, and all my family's back in LA, and when I go back there, they got the big TVs. The TV's right. always on. It's just on all the time. Yeah, and I, I could feel my brain just like rotting. Right, right. And, and it's like it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch TV with a critical eye because it's it's sort of made to overconsume. For you sure. know, like, and it's hard, and it's the same thing that happens now with our children and those little devices in their hands. If you see a two-year-old with a little phone. 
phone, they're so happy. And when you take away the phone, they lose their fucking little mind. So we're training them at a very small age to be connected to the screen in a way where it's just always on and always a part of them. For sure. Which is weird. I don't I don't like it. Oh yeah, for sure. And like uh, if anything I always say parents who bring their kids to comedy shows like much respect cuz yeah. like uh, you're you're not trying to hide them from anything especially with people because people have this stigma of like oh are they going to be talking about dicks and pussies and all this shit but sometimes yeah and yeah we're not going to deny it you know but that is the truth you know (laughs) right and so like but it's what you give them in their hands is way like a thousand times worse than what they can google absolutely so it's like right why are you going to have that stigma with comedy yet you just give them devil's hand right there someone has a joke about that who is it and they're like when you're 12 and you get your iPhone, now you have all the porn. Is yeah. it Joey Avery? I don't know who it is. But it's someone funny and they're like, Sue, in your hand is all the porn. And there's no one there to help you with a critical eye to like guide you through. It's just like, blah. Yeah. And, and then they're so impressionable and how they and how they form their thoughts about sex are going to be. Oh, yeah. I would much rather take them to a comedy show where you're giving away Jimmy Jane vibrators. There you go. You still remember Jimmy Jane. (laughs) I fucking love it. I plugged him on the last show, too, because um, they're asking people to send vibrators to your congressman right now for reproductive health issues. And I was like, I'm not going to give anybody my vibrator. I fucking love my vibrator. Why would I give them? But it's not your used one. You're supposed to buy this new one for $15. And it's on a website. And you scroll down, and they send it directly to your congressman. So you still have the same Jimmy Jane? Fuck yeah. I'm it works great. It, it, it's on it's on its little stand. Yeah. It, when I need to, it, it's got the little lights like ooh, charging. Yeah. Beep beep beep. beep yeah. and it's all so, charged up. Yeah, for the people out there, like uh, um, actually the the next Grotto show is going to be the lady show again. The oh, all ladies. Nice. That That's was the, the show you gave it to yeah. me like, years ago. You had a ladies yeah. show at the Grotto. It was the very first year. It was, it was the, the very, very first year. Oh, I wanted so the like, original Yeah, that was uh, six years ago. It's so funny. That yeah. was six years ago, and I still yeah. use the same vibrator. Is that gross? Yeah. No, it works. Yeah, it was a. It was like a, a, a five-year warranty. Yeah, it's like a hundred. It's like a hundred and forty-dollar value. Oh, yeah. It was oh, yeah. crazy. I couldn't believe you're just yeah. giving those away. Well, well, that's when I was working at Jimmy J's, mm. and I was like, I, they would give me like three hundred dollars worth of like product every quarter. Wow. So it's like, I, I, like even if my ex-girlfriends didn't like something about me, they at the end they still they kept the yeah. they kept the, the vibrator. <laughs> it's like he wasn't such a bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> well, I believe I definitely believe so. in, in in increasing your sexual pleasure with that fun little device oh yeah for sure yeah it's good stuff yeah i i learned a lot while i was there like because i was a customer service manager there so yeah. it's like uh yeah it was just like wow like it, it's, you have it, that funny joke i'm getting i'm, I'm hot and i'm <laughs> getting flushed and you're like uh, yeah okay yeah. Well, well, yeah, that was i'll call you back story. in 10 minutes yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that, just came. that was a true story because like well I, not that like you know i fucking came on the phone or something right like that. right but like uh yeah this one uh woman uh she called in saying like you know there's something wrong with my vibrator and i was like well what's the, what seems the problem is and like every time i use it my heart starts to race my body starts to clinch and i start to lose my breath and then i asked her uh, well miss have you ever had an orgasm and she's all like oh yes all the time with my husband and i was like oh. what popped into my mind you ever see like family feud oh wow you, you know, yeah like, and uh-huh. like you, when somebody says a wrong answer yeah, you that- get the <laughs> wow. like, sorry sorry dudes like That's it ain't that so way funny yeah wow. so then like uh we gave her another one uh she still had the same 
issues, which I was like, oh, like I, especially like I, I she had I, a clitoral I, orgasm. That's yeah, great. She, she, well, she was getting there, but she didn't like allow herself to get there. Right. And so like, and I could only let her know so much. Sure. To be like, and I gave her like all this extra information. It's like you know what? It's almost impossible. You're like I could come over <laughs> yeah. and help you <laughs> if you like. Yeah, I do house do house, house calls. calls. Yeah, yeah. There you doctor go. doctor vibrator. Yeah, there you go. That's there funny. Go. Well, yeah, like uh, that was a fun time. I will say it was some good. Uh, table talk yeah you know like like my girlfriend at the time she'd always like when she introduced me and they say oh, you know once, what do you what do, do? You, and they're like oh Jimmy. and then next to you oh wow like everybody be all interested especially here in america where it's like everyone's having sex but at the same time they don't want to talk about sex it's so weird how we how sex is such a huge part of our lives and and yet we acknowledge it in the strangest ways oh yeah like we have you know, ubiquitous porn everywhere, but and and men love Viagra, and yet you know we're defunding Planned Parenthood. It's, yeah, yeah. But it's like, but sex is everything. You got old guys that wanna, you know, they wanna live forever, so they want to keep their dick hard so they can fuck the twenty-three-year-olds because they have enough money to do that, and yeah. they're just like, I just, and I'm like, is it really all about sex? But that's the thing is that like life seems to be all about sex, but how do you get the sex? You have the money. How do you get the money? You have the power. I don't know. Yeah. It's all Scarface well, stuff. If, if anything, uh, for me personally, sex is the biggest energy transfer that we can have with like individuals, you know, sharing. If anything, that's a good portion of what I believe in when it comes to the whole God theory, mm-hmm. is that we're all balls of energy, just oh. kind of bouncing around and stuff. And it, for me, it hits both the spiritual side because it's the spirit, in right. the, in a, and it also hits the science side because energy is neither lost nor created merely transferred right so wow. like uh well when i especially these days when i have sex i'm like i'm really trying to open myself up and just like even like if, if they're if i feel they're like have like some darkness within them i still try and like give an open heart oh. to be like and yeah and sure enough like it's gotten some pretty intense where not just orgasmic physically but orgasmic like it's like spiritually where i was just like ooh, like like you, you just took a hit of something, you know? Huh, yeah. And, and just like, and so I would say it's since I've been practicing that within the last five years, the it, like the sessions have been more like intense. Well, you should put that in the true hustle religion. Yeah, yeah. There like, should definitely be a sexual component to the absolutely, true hustle religion. Absolutely, like be open with the sexuality. And, right. And you know, I'm not even like talking about how you want to identify. I just I'm talking about the energy in which you want to exchange with others. Sure. Yeah, so that's the part where it's just like I feel that's why they gave us like, why we have all these stigmas and why they're decreasing Planned Parenthood and all that it's because they don't want us to get in touch with that spiritual side of it wow. where how strong we can be connected together right well and it's there's so much like demonization of and for like your what what society does with bodies and they they say that you know you're not worthy of feeling pleasure unless you are this yeah. skinny perfect person or you'll never be good enough and it's like wow there's a lot of bodies out there oh yeah so and, and especially the ones you see on TV they're like it's chances not, are it's not real well it's not real and plus it's uh it, they're actually unhappy sure you know those people and, and and those people that probably got on TV especially if they're just trying to make it whatever chances are they made a deal with the devil right so it's like you know they're sucking on that devil's dick right there well it's 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 one of those things well what will you what will you do for money yeah how you know do you i i mean i at this point i'm like geez i should fucking do something for money i should try to get money but um 
what are you willing to do? And people have asked me like, uh, would you suck a dick for $10,000? Fuck yeah, I would. Are you fucking kidding me? 10000 is a lot. Of course uh, I would. Yeah. Like, are, are you, what, what, what are you, you, hey princess, you, what, you yeah. think you're, I guess $10,000. But I mean, maybe when I was a kid and I had more morality, I'd be like, yeah. never, I would never. Of course not. I would never give my body up. And I'm like, man, that is a quintessential that is a financial transaction yeah. I will I will exchange some energy with you yeah. well like I was actually offered 5,000 to be in a porno wow yeah so it's like a, but in a porno is different because it's yeah. kind of forever I want more than that I think yeah, yeah well if that's I think, it five grand well because uh, yeah, well, yeah it's like a, but you're a guy I guess yeah, girls pay, pay yeah, more yeah for guys or you gotta like and plus the guys are gonna have to do a little something different that they might not be used to huh because like they go it was actually a Remember uh, the place just down the street from uh, 800 Larkin? Uh, what was that place? Uh, it was a gay bar. Uh, they, the Gangplank. It, 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 it was, There's it got, one down. It depends which way you're looking. If yeah. you're standing here and you're looking this way, it's the Gangplank across the street. Yeah, and if you're... It switched over like probably two or three years ago, four years ago. Mm-hmm. So like, But like it was there. Like, uh, what was it called? Charlie? Remember Charlie? Or, no, well, Aunt Charlie's is one that's down, but that's on Turk and Taylor. No, it was uh, Charlie deep. Ballard. Oh. Remember, he was producing oh, uh-huh. the show. Okay, so it was called Deco. Deco. And now it's it owned by my buddies. It's, uh, it's the Benderloin. It's uh, Emperor Norton's. Okay. It's owned by my Benders guys. Oh, really? Yeah, Johnny, okay. uh, Liam, Kevin, and Dion okay. own that bar. Yeah, too. like uh, at the time, Charlie Ballard did mm-hmm, something, mm-hmm. and I, I did my set, and I was just kind of hanging out in the back, and... I saw this one guy looking at me, and you know, after a while now, especially in the comedy scene, when somebody starts to look at you, you kind of get an idea. Like, all right, this person's going to ask me something. Right. Uh, and then, as he slowly came over, he's all kind of looked me up and down. He's all like, "So, uh, would you ever be interested about doing a movie if you could get paid for like around five thousand? This like, nah. Well, it depends on what type of movie, you know. I, I'm always down to listen to options. Sure. So I was like, but I, I kind of had an idea. I was just like, well, it'd be like a, a gay porno. I was like, okay, well, thanks for the consideration, but no, I'm good. Thank you. Well, what would the question is, what would they want you to do? Would they have guys sucking your dick? Because well, that's different. What? If a guy's sucking your dick and all you got to do is stand there, five grand doesn't seem so bad. I mean, although it's kind of like, I don't know. It's like getting in and being like, I'm going to be violated, but not violated. But like, I'm going to, can I pretend it's not a guy? Is it? I mean, for does me, it matter? I don't know. For me, it's still like like the physical side is one thing, but it's more like my own uh, etiquette or like what I want to give up for myself. Sure. And like, you know, like I've done parts where I'm like the Latino intern or criminal and stuff like sure, that. Sure, criminal number and, four. And I definitely didn't, wouldn't, didn't get paid at all. You know? Right, like, right, right. Like but at the same time, I knew like... Uh, like uh, for me personally, it would put me on my on a path to where I could get. Uh, and sure enough, I just did a movie uh, where I was a bartender. Cool. So like my roles are changing a little bit more. Yeah. But, like uh, I knew I could get to where I needed to by doing this. Right. Yeah. Whereas when you do porn, it can kind of fuck things up. Yeah. Because then they're like, uh, "Didn't we see you in that gay porn?" Yeah. And you're like, "Uh, yeah." And then they're like, "Sorry, we're yeah. not gonna." Like I definitely have been recorded on like with you know with like intimate partners really uh, yeah yeah uh, did you know you were being recorded yeah, yeah. Oh, okay yeah I, i'm a i'm a i'm a fan of it you know sure. it's just like kind of and then uh, you know just kind of sharing it and stuff and not sharing it to the world right but not like, not uh, like putting it on snapchat yeah, but yeah, yeah. But like uh you know it's like uh there's a lovely spirit out in south africa who's probably she still has 
uh, I don't know what she did with it, but like, sure. If I if she 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 posted it, she posted it. But uh, you know, I just kind of I like to have fun. There's a darling man, uh, much younger than me, in Manchester, England. That when he was 23 years old and I was in my 30s, I sent him some naked pictures. Yeah, everyone. I would that. um I would photo bucket them. And I'd make sure he was online at the same time. So I'd photo bucket him and then I'd wait till he got got them and then I'd delete them because you couldn't leave them on photo bucket too long because then they would oh, wow. discover you. And you couldn't tra- you could only transfer them in certain ways because they wouldn't let naked pictures be in certain places. Uh, so you could have them up for a, for a minute, but then you'd yeah. have to take them down. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I have some ex-girlfriends in like a, some old email addresses somewhere. Yeah. Because yeah. I've already like uh-huh. switched over like three or four times. But, and well, like, oh, I mean, I was God. thinking like, what if this kid, you know, so he wasn't even it's so funny because I'm actually Jonathan is younger than him that's funny because I was 32 and he was 23 when I was doing this <laughs> so it's funny because I, at the time I thought oh he's so young he's so young and it's just funny because now my boyfriend is 11 years younger than me but I, I sent these I was I was super I was super down with it too because it, it made me really excited to think that someone was masturbating to pictures of me I really oh, yeah. enjoyed that yeah but then I probably then I, I didn't think of like like every 23 year old in Manchester has naked pictures of me uh, but I would hope yeah. that he would keep them to himself because why would he want to share them because that would be weird yeah like yeah. this weird lady and you know in California sending me naked pictures of herself like that's weird yeah it's like especially like you know like when you share those intimate moments together and stuff it's like it's a reminder to when it was like those moments so it's like you know like yeah and we all want to feel like attractive in some sense you know sure like send out some new pictures if you love the other person you know make it a valentine's day you could do a calendar or something that's cute yeah yeah so like and uh, they bring it to work and they put it up in their cubicle yeah Yeah, i always used to watch like those like on hbo like the real sex oh right right, i was just like super into sex like i really just enjoyed like and i and i i just remember there was there was that stigma but at the same time, I was like... Well, because you were Catholic. Uh, so, yeah, you had to put the blindfolds over the Jesuses. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I love that joke. I think uh, it's so funny. We have Jesus in that. We have Jesus yeah, in here with us I see today. That. There yeah, I, like, he doesn't have his joint like he yeah. usually does. Yeah, style, I know. So, I like, love the joint in his fingers. Some jerk scribbled idol on it, though. They scratched it in with a... Oh, gosh. I'm like, why would you do... Why would you yeah. defame, deface my art like that, yeah. you big jerk? I love that There's painting. There's a... Like, uh, growing up, like, yeah, I was, like, doing the deal. And all of a sudden, he's just... He's hanging from the cross looking at you. Looking at you and I like god like it's it's tough it really is like i made that joke of but like it's super tough to masturbate in a catholic household well and i used to masturbate in a christian household as a child and so i'd go into my closet oh the closet i'd literally go in my closet oh wow yeah yeah, that, yeah see that's a I'd lot literally hide in my closet yeah. to masturbate. like we had cable so for me i had to, and this was before the internet we had i had to wait till 11 o'clock when skinamax would come oh on. that's funny yeah and then like you know what i, I what i do appreciate about those back then is the stories there was, <laughs> you had to because you get it like click you know and just move forward and be like i don't like i don't like this position i'm going here but like you had to like really want and then uh, i would so i used to get a bunch of fd vhs uh, cassettes and i used to just record so much stuff and just like keep it and then, like this would be my little collection wow yeah. your spank bank yeah, yeah absolutely yeah and I, I had to get rid of it when i went to college and stuff but there oh, was like a lot so of videos funny. yeah and yeah i was like super into like wrestling so like the girls that were in wrestling they'd have like bra and panty matches and wow I, I, yeah i was like super just, oh like, you need to do this stuff on stage you know what yeah. you should do is okay there's that new show glow that just came out on netflix which 
which is about women wrestlers in the 80s. Huh. And you should watch one and then see if it gets you so excited and then do a joke. Because that's very funny to me that watching women wrestlers would make you like want to come. Oh, that's yeah. really funny. Oh, yeah. Well, like it was more like they had bra and panties matches. Right. Where the objective was to strip down your uh, opponent. Oh, wow. And so like well, that, that's when the wrestling started going or like in that to that edge like over like you couldn't tell who was a good guy bad guy anymore it was just, right. like, it was just like it was just like crazy violent and then sex and stuff like that so wow. I, was like, I was like super into it <laughs> and, so sure. like, and uh, I remember uh, Sunny she was uh, she was like one of my first crushes and it just like and now she she did a porno recently wow uh, so it's like you know, she definitely doesn't look like the study from the past, but it's just like, there's still that, like, there's something in you as a kid that still holds on to it. And you just kind of like, oh, like, it, it's trippy, like, because, like, back then you had to download the porn. Oh. And, and you 56K, and, like, you just get, like, a, like a little bit of the screen sure, coming down. Sure, sure. Oh, what, you, were, you, were you still on? Oh yeah, like uh, we were the first, we were the first like family to like have uh, internet on the wow. entire block. So like uh, people would come over, and the funny thing is, I used to like save like the porn after VHS. I went to floppy disk. <gasps> <laughs> so, That's so funny. Yeah, so what, what, I had like a unlimited supply of floppy disks because thanks to AOL saying, hey, right, you know, right, because they gave you so many of those. Yeah, we would try to figure out ways to use those in in set design or art projects. Yeah. Everything we were just like, what? We have a ton of CDs. Yeah, what yeah. do we want to do with these? It's all a waste now and stuff. Yeah, but it's like, just uh, waste. Yeah, but I used to like get them. I, I clear out the files, and then I start to download our. Uh, and the funny thing is too, like I always try to hide the floppy disk, thinking like somebody's gonna come in, like watch it. But I was like the only person that could use the computer. Right, no one else knew that. <laughs> That's <laughs> but, yeah. But you're still so paranoid about it. Right, you, you know? didn't have to refresh the browser history or clear it because it wasn't even such a thing back then. Oh probably. no, I remember like uh, like. I, I, I told my mom like so with you know when we had the internet like mom we could go we could go to like different offices and things like that. where would you want to go and she's like okay well let's go to White House so I type in whitehouse.com not dot gov oh. and it went to a porno oh, site that's so funny yeah so I was like oh wow like uh, oh. and then like uh, there was another time too where I was like downloading support at like uh you know, my dad asked me, hey, hey Balone, come help me outside and stuff. Cause I had a bald head, so he called me Balone. Um, and like, I, like, and I had to like help him like wash the car or something. And I it had like 45 minutes to download still. So like, oh yeah, I got time. No. So I come back 20 minutes or so, and my dad's looking over. Hey, he's like, hey, Balone, whoa, get cancel. And he's like, and I'm like, look at it. And you know when you get caught as a kid, like you become the aggressor. Like, what do you think you're doing? Like, you shouldn't be. And right. Like, it was like a girl just came <laughs> Like I was just like, oh boy. Like that was like uh, my first time actually getting caught. Wow. With porn. Like I wasn't like whacking. Did it they? At the time, wait, so you grew up in a more like they were super religious. Did you get grounded? Did they? Did they get the belt out? Did he give you a talking to? Was it? I mean, because that's sort of a in religion that's a very taboo subject you're not supposed to if you're a priest you're not supposed to ever have sex which is weird why does god want you to be unhappy all right yeah. okay but there's a thing about having sex specifically for procreation and not letting any of the seed be spilled and so you're basically confronted by your super catholic father with you're sinning you're a sinner well like uh yeah at the same time though uh in our family we were kind of like we had fun with the idea of sex you know or like uh you know there'd be times like uh, you know because my parents sleep over in the room across 
And my mom would just start screaming out, Anthony, your dad's trying to get you another brother. And I was like, and I'd just be like, go to sleep. Yeah, right, right. Roll <laughs> like, over. Yeah, yeah, go to sleep. And like, chances are he was trying to, you know, but yeah. at the same time, I was like, there was times too where it's like, a, you know, we had cable in multiple rooms. And so, like, it was the Skinamax part, and I did my thing, and then I turned off the TV and I pass out. And next thing you know, the same music's coming on from across the <gasps> hallway, and my mom's at work, and my dad's at the other Oh, <laughs> that's so like, funny. It was like, it was tough to sleep that night because uh, you're, you're just. Just like, huh, you know. That's so, really, really funny. So it's like, uh, you know, it, it was one of those things where it's like, we, we weren't like, a, like there was the whole, hey, cover your eyes and stuff. But like, you know, we had like a boxing matches. We were super into boxing. And like, uh, we'd go to my grandma's place and uh, we watched these the fights. And then I had uh, the uncle, the Theo that never grew up type of thing. And like, uh, he would uh, accidentally change it to the Playboy channel while in the middle of the fight where all the kids were in the front. And so the next thing you know, like, hey, daddy, change it. That's like, funny. And everyone's like, be covering up their eyes. But I was like, and I remember just being so intrigued and be like, I want to watch this. Right. I right. don't know what it is, but I want to watch it. I still remember the first day when I decided to like step over the line. And like, because like, I was by myself. And like, uh, you know, like I was watching it and there was a girl like in an office city and she's like slowly was going to touch herself. And I changed it immediately, you know, like my first initial instinct is to just change it, you know? Right, right. And then like, and I was like changing it and I was like, no, no. I'm, making, <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to, to sin. I'm going to sin yeah. right now. I'm going yeah. to do it. I am making my choice just like God said I could in Genesis. Yeah. I am making my free will and I'm choosing. Yeah. But that's the thing. I don't think that God doesn't want us to whack it. I mean, that's it, so stupid that for some to somehow make that the moralistic crux. Or one of them, you know, like you can't enjoy yourself. Yeah, that's the part where I didn't get, you know, it, just right. didn't, it didn't make sense. What does it have to do with religion that you can't, like, that, that sort of that sacrifice part, I don't get it. it. It's so impregnant all through religion that you have to sacrifice something in order to gain enlightenment. Now, maybe I understand in a philosophical way that nothing good, no enlightenment comes without hard work. Absolutely. And that... You know, asceticism, or, you know, having very few, having a super spiritual mind and very few things is, I mean, is a way to, I mean, look at the Buddhas, look at the, the Buddhists. And they just, they wear the, they wear the robes and they shave the heads and they are super enlightened and only eat vegetables in the mountains. And is that a sacrifice or is that a gift? Like, because you ask them and they'd be like, well, it's it's a gift me being able to have this communion with the spirit or whatever and i'm like yeah like that's definitely be the biggest thing for me because like i have gone like probably like two weeks to up to like two months without you know any orgasmic relief or whatever wow and like um when i do it like when i think about it i'm like it's torture Huh. It's torture. You're like, ah, oh, especially like you see somebody like just, oh, just seeing the the body move. You know, it's so be- it's it's beauty. You know, it's an art. Like for me personally, and so, but like when I wasn't thinking about it, I was finding super enjoyment in just every little other spots of life. Ah. So it's like you were kind of getting like a different. Even though you weren't getting that physical sexual orgasm, you were getting like a like a stimulation of different sorts. And I, I try and do it every so often, at least once a year. 
where I just kind of like get myself in that zone for a quick huh. second. And sure enough, when I go back into you know doing like it, it's it, it's intense. It's a lot more intense. It reminds me of the same intensity of when I was a teenager, just trying huh. to sneak. So like for me, I like especially when it gets so repetitive. And you're just like it becomes more like a schedule than the actual stimulation. Right, right. Like that's the part where I was like, nah, I gotta like, I gotta step away for a quick second. It's funny how that happens in relationships. Those where though, where you just kind of like, after a while, it just sort of gets like, I don't know. You sort of, it's, it's one of the things where if you ate chocolate ice cream every day, you just don't see, think it's special anymore. Maybe. Yeah. It it's like, and that's weird. So no, and then we'll bridge this. We'll take this train to the other track. So are you like into the whole polyamory thing? Do you believe in open relationships? Are you kind of a, are you like sexuality is a fluid gift that can be, you know, to many people? Or is it like, are you, because specifically from your background, Catholics are like one person for life, you know? Yeah, like I I was originally raised where I was thought it was going to be married by like, my by my age already sure you know i'm 33 now uh jesus in the last yeah in the last five years i have been uh really like opening the idea of what relationships are for me personally Mm -hmm. uh it would fall in the category of poly Uh but at the same time i don't even like that i I just don't like all these labels yeah there's there's and labels carry stigma with them exactly and it's just like what i try and do is just keep my heart open you know mm-hmm. and to just show like especially like like if, whether it's been like a week or like a year i just kind of like just show my life and be like this is what i do and it's like i'm not hiding anything i i run around a lot but it's not because i'm running around to run from anything specific it's because i'm running because i have to get somewhere right so it's like like i'm down you know just to like share time with whoever wants to share time and as well as we get like a super cool like I don't know, just exchange of each other's time and uh, emotions, then, yeah, I'm, I'm down to get close as possible just to understand each other on different levels. Uh, so for me, like, I found that in the last five years, my relationships have gotten really stronger, uh, a lot more authentic, uh, quicker, Huh? you know, because, you know, you go through this process and it's like, you know, I don't do well with those, the dating apps and stuff, like Never those things. Them. It, it, it's like a job uh, application. Right, and, right. And the same thing in the job application, it doesn't work out for me right. when it's like you do it by resume and like what people are expecting of me. Sure. And for me, actually all my strongest relationships now in the last fight have come off of brainwash. Huh. So it's like, I'm there just all the time a lot. Right. So it's like people see what I do and I'm in and out and I'm moving. And sure enough, like there'll be somebody just, uh, they're making super strong eye contact with me. And I'm like, okay, I think this person, but for me, I don't actually know up until we're actually having sex. Like, I think this person's into me. <laughs> you know, so I think like, they figured it out. Yeah, wow. okay. yeah. So like, uh, you know, so it's like for me, like, I just try to have fun with it. But at the same time, I'm not trying to hide it, you, you know? Right. And like, you know, people are like, one of the first stigmas that you get from when you, if, if you make the connection towards Polly is like, oh, it's, do all the other girls know about it? And I'm like, yeah. Like, they've yeah, met, well, every, you know? yeah, in every relationship that you're in, if you're being open and honest, then you would be open and honest about it. Yeah. And it's like, and you know, then another question is like, uh, well, say if you met another person on a different night, and would you go through i was like if there was if in the time of the events naturally we're like being like okay i'll like let this person know that i'm being but at the same time i don't like to mess up the the mood the the feel of a night 
right. especially if, it, if there's like if it feels like there's gonna be like something super special that night. Right. So like uh, I'm not trying to stop anything that has the potential to be like a, a next portion of life. Right, 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 right. So right. like you know, it's like I'm not trying to just go out there and fuck everything that moves. Right. Well, there's like, a di- there's a difference between purposely uh, having purposely being subter having subterfuge about multiple relationships i i've been in that situation where i thought that i was the only person they were sleeping with but i wasn't but that's because they specifically didn't tell me and i'd even ask him like are you sleeping with other people and they'd say coy things like don't don't ask him pleasant questions oh, see, yeah. and i'm like but i'm just asking you to be honest yeah yeah yeah, and I, I've had said yes, or like I, I every time when that occurs, I do say yes. Say yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People, I was yeah. like yes, and then like they'll ask, "Oh, when was the last time?" I was like two weeks ago, you know, and like and sure enough, like the it's interesting seeing their faces because mm. like because uh, the- you're being honest, it's so funny. Yeah, we just expect men to lie at this. Yeah, point. <laughs> exactly. Of yeah. Course not. yeah, and I'll just like and it, you, they're like tripped out almost because like yeah, they're used to the we're all. We live in this world that's just lie after lie after the sure. fucking president. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a lot, lot so of like, lies. So it's like, a lot of subterfuge. And it's like, okay, I understand, you know, like as human culture, nature, we do, there is a tendency to lie. and But at the same time, there's also, you could train your mind to not lie too. Right. You know, and the Well, but then we get into situations of like withholding truth. So, because like it depends, sometimes withholding truth isn't a lie and sometimes it is. But no, I was specifically, when I first moved to San Francisco, I found out that a guy that I thought that we were monogamous, we weren't. And I was like, okay. So then I tried to flip the script and be like, well, fine. If you're not going to be monogamous, I'm going to still have sex with you, but I'm going to have sex with this other person too. But the problem was when I got the other guy on board, he thought he was the only one and I didn't tell him either. So I basically did what, I did what the guy did to me to someone else, which wasn't cool. But I knew that if I would told him that he would have not been into it because I was like, I wanted him for the relationship parts. Yeah. And I wanted the other guy for the sex because the other guy wouldn't give me the relationship parts. I found a person that would, but then I was kind of like, eh, I wasn't that into him, but I was like, yeah, I'll still sleep with him and stuff. And that's fine because, because I really liked the relationship part (laughs) and which was stupid. Yeah. I ended up hurting him pretty badly. Um, well, if anything, but I learned a lesson. I learned lessons. Well, if anything, it's just tough for any one person to meet any other one person's needs. Right, you right. Know? It's all dear, damn near impossible. You know, so right. it's like you kind of try. We all want to have a, a happy, fulfilled life. And it's tough to do that with just one other person. But for me personally, I, like I'm starting to find that within myself. And now, because of that, like I'm finding super strong relationships everywhere, and right. not, not just even in sexual way, just like because that's another thing. Like when you know when they say, oh, "Are you in a relationship?" I always say yes because every single interaction that you have with a human being is, is a, a relationship. relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm, so, but we mm-hmm. have this. This is a difference that they. This you create this line of like. So now you can't even think of what a relationship truly is. Right. So because of that, you get all this confusion and this mixed match. And it's like, I, I have so many lovely relationships with so many lovely people. Yeah. And it's like, and it, 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 each one fulfills a certain need that, uh, you know, uh, uh, like help, the desire, whatever. Just something that like, I 
was like feeling within myself and sure enough now it's being come like coming forward in a physical form well it's like when they always said when you were in high school or whatever well, you have to love yourself first mm-hmm. no one will love you unless you love yourself and you're like yeah fuck you what the fuck you said that's a, that's a yeah. bloatable shit but it actually kind of is true yeah. that once you start once you actually have a relationship with who you truly are as a person and you stop lying to yourself because we're trained like you said we're trained just to lie okay about who we are and that and that dating is that it's just lying yeah. it's pretending that you're someone that they might like until they find out who you really are which is so dumb you just have to be yourself from the beginning and then if they don't like you then and then they're not yeah. part of the person what are you going to pretend you're going to pretend to be someone that you think they might want you to be for this long extended period of time because you think you might actually become that person yeah. if, I mean you're constantly struggling against your own nature and wants and needs and f- f- feelings of fulfillment to that if, if if that if you actually know what makes you feel fulfilled, then it's probably not that person. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to. That, that that's actually what uh how what I was doing previously before the the last five years of kind of trying all these new relationship thoughts ideas out. I was becoming that person, you know, where I just like I like during the the last recession, I was living downtown with this beautiful woman. And I thought I had my life, you know, like I was living the dream type of thing. Right. And like once she like kind of broke things off, then it was like, uh, you know, like it kind of it was shattered. Sure. And I, you know, but then that's when I got into comedy, like uh, really into uh-huh, comedy. Uh-huh. Because I, I did comedy for like a year and then I got into that relationship and it was like. It there was, was no time for comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like what it's just oh, like. It, it, did it, you do the comedy was. college? I did did do the comedy yeah so I came from there for like the first six months or so who was in your class uh let's see uh Natasha Muse was in it no way Sandra Risser was in it Natasha Muse went to comedy college yeah yeah her and I were in the same session oh my god Uh, and Sandra Risser Red Scott was there wow uh let's see uh oh my god you were in comedy college with Natasha Muse that's so funny because like I make fun of David Roth he makes fun of we make fun of each other but he's always like the strongest connections I've gotten have been from comedy college and I'm like well fuck it I didn't have the money I'm not going to comedy college The, the initial connections I got were from comedy college but for me personally like uh I hit the ceiling quickly you know, or right, of what they like, can teach you. You're like, I got this. Yeah, exactly. Well, especially like, uh, like it, it was like I was, I had no experience in comedy. I didn't really read anything about it. I have a couple comedians that I like that I saw their specials. Like the only reason why I got into comedy was because you know I was about to be turning 25 and I was reading about that new mid midlife crisis that they say. Sure. Just out of college, just working a job, you don't know what you're doing with life. And I'm like, fuck this shit. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do something that I've always wanted to do. And that's when I signed up for the comedy college. Gotcha. And then uh, I did that, and I was like, I'm, like I, I, I just was doing the math. I was like, there's no way I'll be able to keep this up if I really want to keep doing this for a long time. Right. So I knew I had to figure out a different way. And then it, it was actually the first thing I ever Googled was open mic comedy. And you got brainwashed. And I got brainwashed. That's so and funny. And I got brainwashed. And I remember the first day that I went to brainwash, and I stepped through that door, and I was like, I could feel the electricity in the air. Yeah. There was it was a Thursday night. And I was like, whoa, this is different. This is totally different than anything I've ever felt, not just in comedy, but in my life. Right. Like, it was like a, a, like a surge of energy that just went through my body. And I was like looking around and be like, who's a comedian? And I didn't know anybody. And, right. And then I saw this one guy with a, a smiling with a mole and a fedora hat. 
Uh, I was like, this guy's a comedian. And was it, it FC uh, Sierra? Who was no, it? it was Tony. It was Tony Sparks. It was Tony Sparks. And I was like, and, and sure enough, like I sat down, I, you know, I did the basic first time, like, where do I sign up? That type of shit. Right, and right, then right. Next right, you know, right, he right. gets on stage. And I'm like, oh, this guy's the host. So no wonder, you know? Like, right, I, right, like, right. I, but he was the very first one that I spotted where I was like, this guy's a comedian. Right. You know, I don't know who, what, or the characteristic is. And uh, sure enough, like, uh, I started going there for like another six, eight months. And then that's when I got into the relationship. And then, uh, or deep into the relationship. And then after the whole, that fell apart, I, first thing I, because I, I felt like I did not know myself. Sure. You know, because I was building myself to be this guy that she wanted me to be. Right. That trying to make, I, I felt I was doing that a lot in previous relationships where I was just like super trying to make them happy. Right. You know, just to kind of be like, hey, what do you need? And that kind of thing. And because of that, I kind of got away from what was my own happiness. Right. And so, like, uh, so once I, like, done, I was like, what do I need to do to find, and I was like, when was the last time I started feeling like I actually was thinking, like, my own thoughts? And I was like, it was comedy. I was huh. like, I was like, okay, let me go back to comedy. Wow. And so, and then, like, I remember when I came back to comedy, and then, like, uh, I saw Tony again, and he still didn't know who I was, I don't think, at this time. Right. But, like, uh, he, uh, I just went up to him, and then, like, uh, he was kind of, and I was like, Tony, I'm back. And then, uh. He just kind of looked at me like, what? It's like, like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck and are then, you? Yeah, sign I, again in line, buddy. And then I came, and that's what I did. I came yeah. every fucking Thursday, every yeah. Thursday, every Thursday I would come. Even if I had to wait to the very end, yeah. I like, I had to wait for one minute of time. They're know? so, you know, it's so funny because they're, they're so soft now the comedians that right. now like I mean I'm coming up on my six year anniversary this summer and so and I know you've been in it longer than that okay. and it's there. nobody waits outside any, in line anymore everybody's yeah. like shows up whenever and everything works oh, out yeah. and it's like it's like you got we used to sit I used to get here at 430 yeah. sometimes <laughs> I used to sit yeah. out here yeah. I used to like I mean I used to sit out in the line because I was like, I don't want to use my vagina. I want to be in line just like everybody else. And I would. I'd be. And then I started doing a thing where I was like, well, if I'm waiting in line and I get to get be first, I can actually be, I can use myself as a place saver because I'm here so I can give it to a guy. So I started doing that because I was like, I, I get the privilege anyway, but I've been here and you know that I'm like first or second. So I'm going to give it to Jason Dove or I'm going to give it to someone else or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's trippy how it has changed like that. But yeah. Like, uh, and now they're so soft. Oh, I can only hit. You're making it so I can only hit three open mics tonight instead of the four. Oh, fuck yeah. you. All the pre-signing that happens now. There was no fucking pre-sign oh, yeah. <laughs> back in our day. Yeah. Where there was that no pre-sign <laughs> online bullshit. Yeah. Where did that shit come from? Yeah. Who made that shit up? That was you. <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> oh, now okay. I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's a pre-sign online. Well, it's great. Well, like if anything, that for me personally too, when it comes to, uh, you know, when there's a, a newcomer that comes about and they're like totally thrown, like what, what, what happened? You it's send like, them well, a mutiny. Well, like I, I, I do that as well. I, I always tell new people, it's like, it, like we do this as brainwash every night. So come through. There's a flyer over for mutiny. Well, they have to learn. They learn here. And they get better there. Although everybody still comes back here, but yep. this is a really like it's, and I hate to call it a fucking safe space. It's almost a triggering word for me going into safe space, yeah. but it kind of is. And like everyone feels good, like if anything, going uh, up, being new. Like I would, I like when I do my special, I would definitely love to do it here. Oh, sweet! Just yeah. like uh, it's a good place with great sound, and, yeah. and it's close enough for filming, and you get thirty yeah. seats. You, need, you don't need more than thirty. You know, thirty listening people really paying attention is a great show. You remember when uh, Phase on Love came by? Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. How'd you hook that up? 
So uh, he came by Brainwash because him and Donald Lacey uh, worked right. in the past. So oh. like, and he, he might be coming. He he should come drop by every one to two years type of thing. Great. So like, uh, oh yeah, well, when he came through, he was telling me because I was like kind of chaperoning him. Around. I was so drunk. I felt yeah. so bad. Well, like if anything, like uh, he wanted to do his special here. Oh wow. Yeah, but the thing that was fucked up for me at the time was like I was over at FCC right and like oh, there was the whole fucking politics with John and it's like he couldn't because initially I called over there initially and he was like who's phase on love it's like alright never mind and then that's when I reached out to you yeah and so like now uh, yeah so now I'm like you know like I still do stuff with FCC but at the same time like I really well, enjoy mutiny I have, so. I have no problem honestly I have no problem with them and they continuously seem to have problems with me and I don't understand it because I'm like there's room for all of us in the podcast sphere. It is big enough for yeah. all of us. It's the internet. It's the internet. <laughs> it's and if we could actually yeah. fucking get together and help each other, yeah. it, w- it wouldn't be so bad. I mean, I mean, we just our whole thing is we just we need money. Give us money. Yeah. Give us money. But I'm excited this year about um, Comedy Day. Oh, that that's being right. a part of Comedy Day. Yeah, congrats. Thank you. And I'm really excited because it's gonna make. I think the third. I'm excited for the third annual comedy festival here in mutiny because um i've already done two so the third will be very easy it's just a matter of finding sponsors but if comedy if like i can have everything sort of set up earlier because i can you know and it it makes sense because i can help with comedy day and then when that's over all i do is the festival and they're off they're off seasons for each other so it's like six months one year six months the other. so it's like oh there's two big things i can work on and help with and do so i'm like yeah that's exciting well if anything uh with the sponsor with jimmy jane specifically um, i was gonna ask him again because of uh we have the ladies show coming up in uh the grotto yeah 14th over at sports basement in july and uh I was going to see you about seeing if they want to sponsor that show. Um, if that occurs, then I'll definitely reach yeah. out to them for the. And we have a we have the tax well. write off and the whole deal. We're okay. we're yeah. a five hundred one c three for large donations. Yeah, so that, that works out. And like you, you always have like so many creative shows that you're going to find something that. Oh yeah, so, with yeah. the oh my god, if they've sponsored in the festival, I'd do a whole show about vibrators and be like, it's a vibrator show. Tell your stories about how you masturbate. We're just yeah, master masturbation stories would be a great. I, it would be yeah. a great like the or like uh, the first time anything about masturbation I mean I masturbated yeah. I remember yeah. teaching my friend Valerie Duda when we were five which means I'd been doing it before then and I try wow. to teach her like how you're I'm like well, you lay on the bed and you put your hands underneath you like a fist and you do this thing and I was doing like clitoral stimulation at five years old and I was <laughs> teaching wow. this other girl how to do it and she looked at me and I remember her name she had blonde hair she was so pretty Valerie Duda I even remember what her house looked like and everything and she said I just I don't get it and I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, oh my God, am I weird? Am I the weird one? I'm like trying oh, to show crazy. my friend that like there's this awesome thing you yeah. can do. And uh, pa- parents did not like this. Uh, my parents did not, but they were like, where did you learn this? I'm like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think anybody taught it to me. Yeah. I think I taught myself. Yeah. Which is weird, I guess, but kids do. I see little boys, I see eighteen-month-old little boys playing with their peepees all the time. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's like human nature or like right. animal instinct and stuff. So it's right. like fucking monkeys do the exact same shit. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, the first like I remember like the first time that I like actually master, I used to just hump my mattress. Oh. So like I wouldn't like actually touch myself, huh. but I and I remember like I did it so much that I orgasm. Yeah. And, and that's why I had no idea what an orgasm. I thought I was dying. <laughs> I thought I was fucking dying. I was like, I was like, stuff is coming out yeah. of my penis. 
yes. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, you're like, you're like, what are you? Should you scream for help? Well, yeah, you should have, you should have Zach Wiseman as a dad. Do you remember that joke he does where he's like, when my kid masturbates for the first time, I want to be like, what's wrong with it? And then take him to the doctor and say, no, 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 show the doctor what you did. Show him what you did. Show him how you did that. What is that thing? I'm like shaming your child into into never masturbating yeah. again by confusing them. Zach is probably one of the best darkest comedians. Yeah. Like he's like he could bring like I'll, like especially like the thought process. That, that's the beauty about uh, comedy is that you're allowed to go into these realms where society tells you no no yeah. don't do it and stuff like that. This is wrong. Unethical. Whatever. One of my favorite jokes of his is the school shooting joke. Oh, yeah, that's a good Which one, is, yeah. I mean, it's it's terrible because he was yeah. literally in a school shooting. Yeah. There's a, that show. There's a new show on A and E, and they interview the guy that shot that Zach knows from high school that shot that he was like in eighth grade or whatever. And it's like it was in the town that Bethel crazy. that he grew up in, yeah. and and there's like no, it's a tiny town of like 900 people or something. In this high school, the kid shot this one popular kid, and then the principal and Zach was there and saw the whole thing, and he has a brilliant joke about it. Yeah. And I told him, I'm like, you need to watch this A&E thing and revisit your joke because it's like, when it was happening, I'm like, oh, we, Jonathan, Jonathan, this is the story. This is, this is, this is Zach Wiseman's story. This is like, I said, I said, it's going to be Zach Wiseman's story. The principal's killed. The principal killed you. Watch. Because he said he brings, a, he brings a, a, a bat to a gunfight. Don't do that. You don't bring a gun to a knife fight. You don't bring a bat to a gunfight. What's, what's the kind of, he, it'd be cool if, uh, you know, he watched it and then like. And, and like they just show the show but then it, he edited it to, yeah. to where he, he puts his set to oh, it that's so funny <laughs> well we should have him here we should do it yeah. for a put the put the screen up and do and like um, you know stream it but then have him yeah. talk over it like we used to do with MST3K because uh-huh. he's I mean uh, anything Zach Wiseman does is he part of True Hustle nah, but no like, he's a Sylvan now I guess because he lives in the house yeah like you know what like, it's uh, so weird our little cults yeah and it's just like uh, I definitely plan to I guess like introduce new members because uh, like uh, it's like there's been a lot more producers specifically uh-huh. that have been stepping in that I would really love for them to be part of it to sure. uh, be like hey like this is thank you for helping you know even like uh, you know like you're probably one of the strongest ties I've had uh, you know in the entire group and so like it's just I don't know it's it's, it's a good feeling you know yeah and it's just like. I want it to be to the level where, like, you know, when anytime somebody gets in, they get a shirt. Yeah, you know, I love like my that. shirt. I love yeah. my True so, Hustle shirt. Yeah, I just kind of like, I don't know, just like more, I want to get more um, merchandise out. Yeah, like, I'm so, the like same. Zip up jackets type of thing. The thing is, it's, uh, you have to buy so many of them in clothing. It's like sizes. It's always so tough with the comedy festival. Like, I always don't get the right size of one of them or something like that and trying to sell them like I have a couple extras even trying to get these cool uber shitty t-shirts out is really hard I'm thinking lighters yeah because if I do lighters and I pass them out at comedy day we and we smoke so much pot here so I'm hoping to get a sponsor that's a that's a like a purple star or a fucking Shambhala or something and then they pay for the lighters but I put them on there too do you know what I mean so it's like mutiny radio and you know but it would make sense it's like cross promotion and and everyone needs a lighter and everyone steals a lighter so everyone's gonna have mutinyradio.fm you know and be like oh what's what's this about we have so many podcasts oh, yeah. someday. Yeah, like yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, but at the same time, like, look, at you, you got your shirt on right now. Yeah, you I've know, got my... you got your buttons. You got like all these things. Like, 
even though you know we might get down and like oh we haven't done this we got so much to do there's still so much that has already been done right you know like just remember when you first started like being part of muni and not even like actually running it right and now look at how big of the influence you have in the entire comedy community it's crazy yeah it's exciting people are very nice to me at brainwash i tell you i get the bright they treat me like really awesomely and i appreciate that that people appreciate me because i'm like Wow, you appreciate me. I'm not used to that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I think we were both like uh, people that uh, many would just like kind of like cast off, you know, like, oh, we, we don't need to work with this person. Well, you know? back then, yeah. yeah, they didn't understand. We were like, no, 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 really, yeah. vision and stuff. But, but it's funny too, because we, I think you started at Beauty, right? When I was like kind of starting Start at, Brain, at Brainwash yeah. and oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, it was interesting, like, because we were like on similar paths. And sure enough, we keep on like crossing a bunch of times. Absolutely. And it's like, I feel like we're going to do something like, yeah, we're doing like good things, but we're going to be doing some really big things because now we have a lot more experience. Sure. And we know what we're doing now. And more, before, we we're just trying to figure it out. Yeah, it's absolutely. Like, uh, yeah. Now well, we have yeah. rhythms and like we right. have other people that have come and stepping in and taking off like a little loads for ourselves. And now we can focus on like bigger things. Right. So, yeah. In due time. In due right. time. But that's why I believe we are God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, like it's all like a, it's all well, like cellular. Right? Just like, if you could talk to yourself, you could talk to your cells. Exactly. Well, and that's the thing is that, and if you're praying, aren't you just talking to yourself? Yeah. You know, so if you're, and if you're, it's that whole secret thing of like positive thought. And if you if you think and move in a direction, then you're thinking and moving in a direction. Like it's real. Oh, yeah. Thought is real. For sure. And you know, thought precedes action. So if you think the right way, if you like, it's true. Whenever I think like I suck, I hate myself. Yeah. That's what I start feeling. But if I start feeling like I'm being productive and I'm working towards a goal and I'm getting things done and I'm, you know, and I tell myself, you did a good job. You, you were working hard. Yeah. You don't have to work that you're working hard enough. Sometimes good enough is good enough, you know, trying not to, it's hard to, because I, because God sets such, or Jesus or whoever, maybe I actually set such high expectations for myself. I put this off on Jesus for so long saying, it's impossible to be perfect. It's impossible to be perfect. But like, I'm the one that's putting that on myself Mm. because Jesus doesn't really exist. And we've never really talked. Mm. It's me talking to myself. For sure. Like if anything, uh... (laughs) What I always try and like, especially in this physical form to understand or for to help myself understand and hopefully others other like uh, I kind of bring the idea of, uh, you know, we're what, 60, 70 percent water. Mm-hmm. And have you heard about like the freezing water experiment where uh, mm-hmm. this, science, this Japanese scientist, he uh, he took three cups of water and he froze it. And uh, he with one cup, he. Uh, he would say, "You're horrible. You're you suck. You you'll never be you anything." Awful water. Exactly. Uh, the next one, he'd be just totally leave alone, just no attention whatsoever. And then the third one, um, he's like, "You're beautiful. You're lovely. You have you're so you're so wonderful. You're you know? sparkling." Yeah. And so you quench many people. He did this for about like a month <gasps> to each of the waters, and you know it was under fr- frozen temperatures and then he talked to ice cubes basically pretty much he yelled at ice cubes exactly. and told them they were bad yeah exactly. and told them they were good and said nothing and so after the month he looked at it from a, under a microscope and uh the one uh the one that he was being super negative it was like 
it was all just splattered <gasps> it was just nothing it was just like there was no connection whatsoever it was just horrible it, you could look this up on, yeah I forget, no i forget the scientist name the one that was neutral it was just dark it was just dark like it was been left alone like nothing had paid attention but the one that was given all the positive affirmations was a beautiful snowflake wow it was a perfect snowflake of what was going on and it's just like for me especially going back to that we are water wow like, like this is what happened you are giving yourself an, a current of some sort uh, there is electricity right it's a vibrational through. thing yeah. exactly sure so it's like you're so again it comes back to what you want to tell yourself you know so like wow. and and you know the people will say like oh well it's it's clinical this is science that tells me that i'm depressed and stuff well that that is true because uh i i was reading this book on how to train your mind uh train your soul or something like that and they mentioned uh, this one uh stat where they were saying there was there's been f- over four hundred thousand studies done on depression in the, the psychology world uh-huh. uh, as far as for joy and happiness four thousand wow so of course you can be wow depressed. We're per- we have the science to prove to how we're to be depressed. manifesting our depression exactly so if we started doing negative. these if we started like studying joy happiness more we'd have a lot more people that wouldn't have to be on meds right well and the problem is that we're taught that joy and happiness comes through material goods things and not through connect like you're talking about connections with one another affirming beautiful relationships with one another are what we truly need to sustain ourselves whereas we feel that our happiness and joy is somehow manifested from dollars and from the things that we can accumulate around us yeah and boy those hoarders are freaking me out oh yeah oh man 19 million they say so when hoarders started in uh in first season nine seasons ago there were only three million they said hoarders in the united states and now there's 19 million people that have a disease based off excess that's just so crazy to me that we have we as americans have so much stuff that we have a new created disorder that millions of people are affected by that changes their whole life and makes them very very sad people oh yeah because they're collecting too much stuff and we're not seeing the connection between yeah. purge get if you have a room full of stuff that you haven't looked at if you have a storage unit that you haven't touched in five years let it go yeah yeah and it's one of those things too or it's just like that three million to 19 billion that number makes sense because chances are there's been more science to show mm-hmm. how it happens and not only that from a society's perspective it's on tv it's on TV. It's on TV. So you're like, and we're back to that overconsume. We have never been a proper consuming society. Well, we eat so, we eat so much food. We don't need that much to sustain ourselves. Oh, no. We overproduce all kinds of things, and then we say, I, "It's it's so scary." Our our excess. And you're a really thin guy, and you're in shape because you're a runner and you have discipline and that kind of stuff. And, and one out of every three Americans now is obese. And is facing one out of every four Americans is going to get diabetes, yeah. and that's insane. And we don't, and they're depressed, and we don't connect any of these things. Yeah, we we separate them. Right. You know, it's like it's it's your diet. It's it's because you're meant to, you have mentally unstable. It's because you know, like we don't sh- like try and put it together. That's like we're feeding ourselves poison. Absolutely. And like not poison. Just, yeah, not just from the physical of manifestation of food, but also the mental uh, manifestation of like. 
why you should you're never going to be good you know you have that joke about you'll never, you'll be, never good be good, good enough. enough you know you'll and never be thin enough yeah. you'll never be shaved enough <laughs> nothing, nothing nothing you can do yeah as they're and, but yet we show them as being beautiful on tv or whatever sure. and they are dark depressed souls yeah and yeah. so like and but yet so many people still look up to them you know when in reality you should be looking into yourself you know like how if you are unhappy how are you going to make yourself happy well what are the little moments as when you're a kid that right. you didn't even think about it you just did it you just right. did because it just felt good it felt happy it felt and mm. you weren't like applying pain or anything negative towards anybody else you were just running around right i, I was walking up on the beach today and i saw dogs just chasing dogs and they're oh, like so they are fun. so happy yeah especially like when they're let off the leash yeah and like you know it's like they're they get to run yeah so it's like but it's those moments of stimulation that will only at least start to let you real if you first start to recognize what it is to be happy in those little moments after you recognize then you can start training after you train then it's about the discipline right it's like and it's like it doesn't matter if it's a positive or negative you do discipline yourself yeah so it's now it's a matter Absolutely. of how you do it discipline. It's, it's how it's the, the habits you create you create your habits well it's like so I'm house sitting up the street and they have big TVs and I've been watching a lot of TV yeah. and I I don't like TV and I used to have kind of an addiction to TV so yeah. I don't like having it but it's kind of creeping its way back in and I and I'm not into it and so I but I started getting depressed on Monday and I now I know why because I I sat inside and I watched TV all day yeah. and I was like once I got out and I was doing comedy I'm like oh I feel great I'm not depressed anymore but the, it was like yeah. I was feeling depressed, so I watched TV, which made me more depressed because I felt like I wasn't doing anything. But then I was like, tr it was just, it was an awful day. I felt like I just didn't accomplish anything. And then I tried to say to myself, well, you know, you need a day of downtime too. But I'm like, well, why didn't I just sit outside in the sun? Or why didn't I read a book? Why did I decide to burn this time yeah. on this? And I got a joke out of it that I, I did on, on Monday, and I, it wasn't terrible, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah, marketing people are just like drug dealers. Oh, they are. So it's oh. like like the, the they've mastered the art of not just war but marketing now, mm. and, and especially marketing war. Yeah. You know, so like uh, that's the part where it's just like. Well, they're know. battling for our dollars. Yeah. McDonald's wants our dollars. Jack in the box. I mean, that's the thing is that when you go to lunch, you have choices, and instead of thinking like I should eat a salad, well, you can go somewhere and have a salad, but they're all. And it's funny because they're all chasing after our our dollars that we spend on food, and they're trying to get us to spend more money on food. That's what they they just love it. They want grocery bills to be up, and they want you to. And but we don't need to consume that much food. Yeah. So they like that we're becoming fatter and bigger and better consumers of diabetes medication yeah. because the food people love it when we buy food. Yeah. That's great for the economy. Oh, it's yeah. it's so backward to me that instead of teaching people like healthy habits it's about marketing to them and getting them to buy this food product well for sure it's a matter of uh dumbifying the society oh, you yeah. know and like you do it from again from that physical and that mental aspect you get the physical and the mental aspect then they could get the spirit once they have the spirit they don't want the spirit though because the spirit is what rises up against its oppressor they want to keep the spirit down they want to they don't want us to admit that we have a connection between our body and mind and mental health and soul and that's all one thing they're saying no 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 no, no. Yeah. oh your mind is one way take the drugs for that oh your body is this other way you should take the drugs for that and make sure that you're eating your frosted flakes 
and you're, I mean, I, it's all, everything processed is gross. And yet it's all out there. Oh yeah. Like, and that's the thing when like the spirit is unbalanced, then, uh, they have access to the heart. And like when, if the heart is accessible, then it's like, what is it actually you feeling what you're feeling or is it somebody else telling you how you should feel? Right. And so for me, that's why it's like, you know, yeah, they, for like, there's so much going on that, yeah, they could, they can access your mind, Yeah. you know, and they know how to do it. And it's behind that screen, you know, like, you know, with, in that phone. And so like, uh, for me personally, like I try to, um, do walks with no phone yeah no nothing like oh this. that's so like, good uh, pro- <gasps> i probably do like try to do it like i'm right now i've probably been doing it three to five times like but i do it for like an hour you should do tell people it's, hey people out there do the true hustle anthony medina challenge and go on a walk without your fucking cell phone yeah. put it down yeah. they don't need to reach you every second of the yeah. day yeah and then like even like having it in your hand like like I just feel one day we're gonna have hand cancer and absolutely. ass cancer. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like and it's just like, and then sure enough, it's gonna be the same legal team and PR people that represent the tobacco industry saying that it doesn't give you cancer. It's gonna be the exact same people that like, hey, the cell people are gonna call up the pet tobacco. Hey, who are those people you? Who are those guys? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't give you cancer. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. So yeah. Then put next, your phone you know, down. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is people go, oh, well, it's my clock. I don't know what to tell time. You know what? Ask a stranger what time it is. Yeah. Look someone in the face and say, hey, how you doing today? Yeah. What time is it? Or look up to the sun itself. Look up to the sun itself. You can tell by the position yeah. of the sun in the sky yeah. that it is time yeah. for us to leave. It, it actually is time for us to leave. Um, but thank you so much, Anthony and Fadina, for being on Some Call Me Tim. Do you have any, besides going on a walk without your phone, do you have any last minute things to challenge the audience to Okay. that you uh, can say, hey, try this? Yeah, like uh, I've been taking a lot more enjoyment of kind of closing this world out and just it's pretty much just closing my eyes. Oh, okay. For a long period and focus on breathing. And, you know, you could call it meditation or whatever, but it's like close the eyes and breathe. And then if your mind starts to wander, breathe again. And then if you start to think about your job, uh, breathe again. Right, if you right. start to think about how things are home and now, breathe again. If you start <laughs> thinking about the money, let's breathe again. Right. And it's like, keep your eyes closed and breathe again. Keep your eyes closed. Breathe again. Breathe again. And it's just like try and just take a hundred breaths wow so if you do that after that go on that walk with no cell phone uh, all of this should if you want to think about time it should be within like an hour to two hours of a day so even if you can't do it every day try and do it once a week at first do it with once a month you could definitely find two hours out of a month absolutely and just and after you do that write down just a couple thoughts of like how'd you, how'd you feel sure and then sure enough you can that'll be your little track record so next time when you're like saying well where am i what am i doing there you go there's your journal to show you to hey, what you've been thinking journal to enlightenment yeah. well thank you anthony medina true russell everybody on Night the 14th so please go at 5 30 6 30 what time is the grotto? 6 30 at good times in the grotto it's yeah. super fun you guys are gonna love it especially the ladies edition yeah. uh at 15th and bryant in the sports basement and then every day at brainwash every day every day at brainwash so yeah thank you so much pam i appreciate it yeah no i appreciate you so much yeah. uh this has been some call me tim we're gonna put on some pervert fervor for the second hour thanks for joining us and that uh, coming up at 4 50 here at mutiny radio is the kids club club they're gonna be talking fifa and doing new music so Good times, yeah. I watch in Chile, one Chile. (laughs) Jonathan's really excited. 
All right, thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back next week on There's Some Who Call Me Team. Thank you, thank you.